Hello, it's the 25th of September 2023, and welcome to Swapping Joysticks. I'm your host, Biggest Benes, and joining me as always is... Me. Ed underscore Knights with That's an me. How are you doing, Ed? I'm quite tired. You're very tired, yeah, I can tell. You're just <laughs> sat here yawning just before, uh, just before the podcast uh, started. Why are you so tired? Because somebody decided to get up at 6am and watch the Japanese F1 and set a really loud alarm. Oh, it, didn't, it hardly woke me up. Really? Yeah, I had to. Luckily, I realised what it was. Well, it woke me up on oh. a Sunday morning. Well, at least you went back to sleep. Just about. Yeah. Oh, well, at least you're not grumpy about it. No. And then you went out and spent the day out and about. Yes, I've had a nice, a nice brunch. And then we came back and we have cleaned the flat and relaxed. And I am doing... Hello, it's the 25th of September 2023. And welcome to Swapping Joysticks. I'm your host, Biggest Benes, and joining me as always is... Me. Ed underscore Knights with That's an me. How are you doing, Ed? I'm quite tired. You're very tired, yeah, I can tell. <laughs> you were just sat here yawning just before uh, just before the podcast uh, started. Why are you so tired? Because somebody decided to get up at 6am and watch the Japanese F1 and set a really loud alarm. Oh, it, didn't, it hardly woke me up. Really? Yeah, I had to... Luckily, I realised what it was. Well, it woke me up on oh. a Sunday morning. Well, at least you went back to sleep. Just about. Yeah. Oh, well, at least you're not grumpy about it. No. And then you went out and spent the day out and about. Yes, I've had a nice a nice brunch. And then we came back and we have cleaned the flat and relaxed. And I am doing my best to just feel chilled for a bit. Are you good at chilling? No, not at all. But, well, tomorrow we're going to be booking our holiday for the end of November, hopefully. That'll be a, a good time to relax. Yes. Are you looking forward to a week of just relaxing? I don't know how to do nothing. No, that's true. So I need to find something to fill my time. Read? That can yeah. be thinking that like, people make suggestions. What can Ed do? Because we're hopefully going to like... Uh, <laughs> yes, please tell me what I should do. We're hopefully going to... Do you want to say where we're going? No. Oh, we're off to some fancy island somewhere. somewhere we're, going, very... we're going to go sit by a pool. It could yeah. be anywhere. Yeah. But it's a very nice, you know, relaxing island somewhere that's got, that's quite warm in the winter because it's going to be November. And yeah, it's, it's all inclusive and it's just going to be chilled. Indeed. And yeah, I've never, to be honest, like two, only two years ago, I'd have been like, that sounds like hell and I'll be bored and despise it. But now I'm like, you know what? No, I'm actually quite looking forward to it. I'm actually quite looking forward to it being all inclusive. Yeah, you don't have to think about anything. Don't think about spending money and just get drunk if you're bored. That will happen. Yeah, that will definitely happen. Abby, I will. Maybe I'll. Maybe on the cocktails. Yeah, I hope they do cocktails because then I can try all the different ones and then finally find out what cocktails I like. Because I have no idea. I just go for a margarita. I have no idea what. Well, yeah, I knew that was your favorite. Have you not? Have you not had other cocktails? Not really. Oh, Ben. I've had a Long Island iced tea, but it doesn't taste like iced tea. No, it's like everything from the top shelf poured in. Uh, I'm not a big fan of it. What was? Oh, I quite like um, Buck's Fizz. That's not a cocktail. It is because it's a mimosa. Is it mimosa? Yeah, but different proportions. It's, it's champagne that. and orange juice for anyone who doesn't know what Buck's Fizz is. Yeah, that's not a cocktail. Is it not? No, I feel like a cocktail needs at least three ingredients in it. I feel like a cocktail has a name, like vodka and orange is not a cocktail, but a, you know, sex on the beach is. Is Sex on the Beach 2? I don't know what that is. The sequel. What? <laughs> sequel. 
<laughs> sex on the beach will be what we're having if we have too many cocktails. Sex on the beach too. <laughs> is what you just said. Oh, well, what is sex on the beach? Is that also two? Is that two? Um, no, that's more than two two ingredients. If that's what you're aiming for. Um, I actually can't remember what's in the sex on the beach. I think no. it's vodka and some sort of fruit juice. I like a sour, like a pisco sour. Is that a cocktail? Yep. Okay. Well, I like yeah, it's or an amaretto sour. Yeah. Or a whiskey sour. Yeah. Not so I think I actually don't like sours that much. I think I you prefer... love sour flavors. I love sour like sweets and things, but drink sours, it just makes it feels a bit bitter. Yeah? Yeah. It, it's not exactly what I want, but I will drink it. I'm trying to think what um sure. yeah, what what's your favorite cocktail? Uh amaretto sour, probably. Okay. Or if I want something long and refreshing, it's usually a mojito because I'm a basic bitch. Yeah. What about if you want to get really wasted? Which I know it very rarely happens. That would never happen. If you were like, I need I need to drink. Literally anything. Anything okay. will get me drunk. Like I'm a lightweight. But I will I will choose to have a couple of nice cocktails rather than some cheap crap for the sakes of getting drunk. Yeah. I realise, because yeah, we've um, another reason why we're quite tired. We've been to an amazing wedding um, of two friends of ours. Yes, but yeah, I would. The... I think we're still recovering. Just we are at the reception. Not because I was it having... was super drunken, but just it's been a really long few days. Yeah. Well, I was like, oh, I'm. I felt a little bit not necessarily hungover, but I was a little bit like sicky, headachey from drinking, and I was like, I don't normally feel like that. And then I realised that I had beer, and then I had a vodka, no, a gin and tonic, and then also. Our friend Gary got um, Prosecco. Prosecco. So Mixing. Don't, don't mix. Don't Do mix not, your drinks. It gives you a headache. It's a really bad idea. I think I've gone off beer, which is probably good, actually. I think I'm more into wine now. Oh, you're a classy bitch. I am. Well, I, I come, I, I switch around. Like Eventually, I will either, I will become tolerant to it. So then I need to switch it up and then go for something else. Do you do that with men as well? I don't think I'll ever be tolerant of you. Okay, good. <laughs> good. Don't, don't worry. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, we went to an amazing wedding in Bristol with Jem and Liz. Jizz. Jizz, yes. That is the only name that they re- they would like to go by. Yes. And with us being Ben and Ed, they say bed. So we always joke it's Jizz on the bed. Yeah. <laughs> As you should. Uh, yeah. Well, no, actually. Put a towel down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, that was amazing. That was in Bristol. I really like Bristol. Uh, there were some American people that had visited there or Canadian and Canadians that were visiting for the first time uh, in the UK. And I thought that was like quite a good, it's quite a nice place to show what like a, just a, a British city or a small British city. And then the countryside where the wedding was also a nice, you know, just picturesque, lots of greenery. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where the, the actual ceremony was, was, uh, was very typical British green grass churches, village, kind of vibe very dibbly yes so very much what what americans and canadians i think expect of britain yeah and if you're not if you are canadian or american or you know from any other place that isn't the uk um, and you've never seen the vicar of dibbly then i definitely recommend you oh 100 amazing show it is really good um yeah so how did you find it it was great it was lovely to meet Mm -hmm. twitch friends some of which for the first time yes in person which was really nice so yeah, it was. It's always good fun to go to a wedding, isn't it? Yeah, there were a couple of people that were, we met who I was introduced to as friends or partners of of people there, and something it'd come up, and then I would explain something that I'd done on stream, maybe or something that I did, and they were like, "Oh yeah, I know, I watch." It was so I was like, "Oh, I feel really bad," because then I didn't 
because obviously I don't know them if they look. Well, that's a, that's the interesting thing with well with Twitch, but I think also just with social media in this day and age is that a lot of the time you know someone from a profile, um, or you know someone because you've watched them on stream. But mm. that, but as a streamer, you just see a load of names in the chat, so you don't know what people look like. Yeah, and then people are like, "Oh yeah, I know who you are," and I'm like, "I've got no idea who you are." Um, and, and then um, most people, you know, but, um, yeah, sometimes it's, there's a little bit of awkwardness or it's like, oh, they'll say their name and you're like, what? And then they say their username. You're like, oh, okay. Now I recognize Yeah. You. A lot of the time it's like, I know that person because I know their partner or their, they, you know, their good friend. So I know them and like, I know their name because of what they've been, you know, their friend has said about them mm. but then you have like this picture in your head and then you actually meet them and you're like oh you're actually you're a human but you are a real human being you're not you know just a a name that this person mentions yeah i feel like we need to go around with like a a name tag with with your username on there yeah. and you're like oh you're literally putting a face to the name mm. and i feel like that's such even at like stuff like TwitchCon. yeah there was a lot of that of oh you're that person from the community that i've never met before but now i know who you are uh, and it's always nice to do that and actually put a face to the name. It was. I remember, I think it was TwitchCon Amsterdam, and they had, like, everybody gets a lanyard with their name on it, but TwitchCon Amsterdam, the lanyard, like, the name on the lanyard was tiny. Mm. It was really, really small. So, every like, last year or this year in July when you went there, it was a lot bigger, and you could just kind of sneakily, you know, if you weren't quite sure who somebody was, it is, this, it is a real skill, and I still haven't mastered it, trying to look at somebody's name, like, lanyard, without them noticing while they're talking to you because you've forgotten their name yes. and then you're like oh god i'm talking to you and and i don't know what your name is and i need to like quickly look down oh yeah that's who you are and hope that they don't notice yes but yeah, then you really see that awkward. yeah and then that you see them doing it to you and you're like oh. <laughs> i can't have left an impression um but no, no i but the first yeah the first year at well twitchcon um amsterdam it was so small like Everybody was doing it, but it was so obvious because everyone's like squinting their eyes trying to work out who. And my name, Big Biggest Menace, is quite a long name compared to some of the usernames. So it was even smaller. You're also very tall, so you're quite noticeable. True, but also, yeah, I mean, then Lanyard was like their eye level. <laughs> yeah, that does make it easier, doesn't it? Yeah, for them mm. it does, not for me. I'm trying to look down and see. Mm. Looks like I'm. And also, as well, yeah, when you've got. When there are like female presenting streamers and you're there staring at their chest to try and see the name on their uh, lanyard. That's, yeah, another hurdle that we have to kind of uh, yes. navigate. Just have to be polite about it. Who are you? <laughs> yeah. And what do you do? <laughs> what do you do successfully? Exactly, yeah. But that's, um, yeah, so that was the wedding. That was really nice. Yeah. And the rain really nice kind of held out. It was only a little bit rainy when, it, you know, but it was fine. Yes. I look forward to seeing all the pictures as well. Yeah. I've seen a few of them already, and they were really, really good. Ooh. Yeah, there was a lot of, like, the, the photographer was queer photographer. A professional photographer. Who knew the pictures would be good? A professional queer <laughs> photographer. Not that they can't. I mean, that, of course, it would be. But, like, she was really, really good. Yeah. Might have to, you know, have an event, have to hire her mm. for anything. But amongst all that, we've also played some video games. We have played some video games. Some really relaxing, chilled video games. Uh, have, that that is what I've been playing. But Ed, what have you been playing? <laughs> Definitely not chilled or relaxing games. Um, what have I been playing? Well, let's start with something I actually played a couple of weeks ago. Oh. But it only went up on Eurogamer.net last week. Because this is also children. This is also kind of like sent you wild, isn't it? But in a different way. 
in a different way, yes. Uh, this is Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Now, which side game is this? Which side game? Is that is that the mobile one? Is that the one with Zach? No. What is it? What? I'm leading it till you can explain oh, what I, it is. I see what you're trying to do here. <laughs> it's the sequel to Remake. We all know that. Um, <laughs> well, I think we do. Um, so, yes, PS5. It is the sequel to Remake. It's the next bit of the story. Um, it was shown at the Tokyo Game Show and also was shown at last week's PlayStation State of Play. Or was it the week before? Whenever it was. The most recent State of Play. So they showed a new trailer with loads of new details and I was watching it being like, oh, I've, I've already played it, um, but I can't say yet. So that was fun. Um, so yeah, there have been various new details that have come out of it in terms of new characters. Um, Vincent's back at some point. Which would be cool. Who was he again? He's the vampire. Oh, yes, actually, I do remember because I did get him, I think, on my. Well, I so hope far. you did. Yes, it wasn't he quite. You need to play miss. it again, and yeah. I will tell you where to go. That's literally one thing we're going to. I'm going to do on holiday. I'm going to be taking my Switch, and I will be uh, restarting Final Fantasy VII. Excellent. Mm. And I will try not to watch you over your shoulder. You better not. That's one of the reasons why I'm doing it. Yes. So I'm not playing on the TV where you can just sit and tut. Oh, I'll tut. Mm. I will tut very hard. So, you are still aware of Remake. You loved Remake. Um, Rebirth is the follow-up. It continues straight off uh, where Remake ended, with the gang leaving Midgar, the big city. Because there are quite a few games already in that like series. It's turning into Kingdom Hearts a bit, isn't it? Where you've got the main ones, then you've got Crisis Call, and then there's Intergrade, and then there's... What's the mobile one called again? Ever Crisis. Ever Crisis. So it's becoming a, a world. I mean, it's always been a saga. Yeah. There's always been a lot, you know, spin-offs because Seven is, I don't, think, mm, I don't think it's the highest selling single player Final Fantasy game, but it's definitely up there. Mm. It is definitely considered one of the best because it is the best. Um, so it continues on Rebirth and I got to play it for an hour. Essentially, it's more of the same. Is that bad? No. Oh. It's a very good thing. I really, really like Remake. I really like the battle system. I love the character designs. I love what they've done with the world. Yes, they sort of padded out Midgar into a longer thing. But with Rebirth, it is finally taking us out into the open world. And what's really cool is that the original game was a world map, which was sort of just blurry blues and greens, sort of suggestive of places. This is a proper open world game and with big open world map areas of which I got to explore one of them um, in a place which I called Junon. And apparently it's Junon. Junon. Which is just like Mako and Mako being the wrong way around. Yeah. Um, now that it's fully voice acted, you sort of understand the proper pronunciation and realise that I've been doing it wrong for all these years. So I'm still going to say Junon. So it was the outskirts of Junon uh, as this open world area. And it's just... Instead of it being blues and greens, it's a proper wasteland of like toxic waste and metal garbage and crap everywhere. And then little rabbits running through. Stockport. Um, stock, it's Stockport, exactly. Yeah. Um, so it's just really cool to see this world that I've played through for years on PS1 graphics and finally see this huge open world just properly detailed. So it feels amazing to explore. There are loads of or there were going to be loads of side activities, loads of extra mini games. They showed us in the trailer the gold saucer, which looks incredible. 
So there's loads of really cool stuff that's happening. Um, I got to play through some story bits, which are slightly tweaked from the original. Yeah, well, like I say, well, if, you know, the seven, the one that you played, maybe that's an alternate universe and there it is called Junon. I mean, in my head, it will still be called Junon. Junon. Okay. We'll see. Um, so I really enjoyed what I played. I was ever so slightly disappointed. Um, just in that, I don't think the bits that we got to play were necessarily the most exciting. Okay. So what they showed us was, yes, this is remake, but it's bigger and better. It's open world. The combat is flashier. It's got these synergy attacks, which is just an extra layer in the middle of combat. Mm. It's a little bit superfluous. They look cool. It's an extra thing to do. It's not going to add loads of strategy to it, I don't think. Okay, so they're not overcomplicating it. Because I feel like when it was um, God of War, like the second one came out and they added like different skill trees for different people and it was it just became a bit too much and I could not be asked. Is that, do you feel like it's avoided that? Or? That's not, no, I didn't really get that from this. Like the, the synergy attacks, basically it is there to try and encourage you to alternate between characters. So as you use characters abilities, which is just any of the abilities, um, you gain a synergy point. And once two characters have got at least two, most of them were two synergy points each, you can then use that to do a synergy attack, which is just like an extra layer, basically, to the combat. Um, and it's cool. It's flashy. I spent a lot of time purposely trying to sort of tick off the synergy attacks that I wanted to see. Mm. So I was trying to switch between the specific characters to see them. I think in the natural flow of combat, some will come up as you switch characters. It's just I was very purposefully trying to see them, which felt a bit forced. Um, but that's just the nature of a preview. And it they, felt a little bit overwhelming just because there was this extra option I really wanted to see. I think in the flow of the game, it will be fine. It's just, it was a lot it, for like half an hour that I got to play of that bit. It was just, it, it was a lot to take in. Does the game kind of stop and it's like a big kind of, you know, finishing move when you do these synergy attacks or are they just... Yeah, yeah, it's like a full sort of animated thing. So is it a little bit like, um, is it Blade Chronicles? When you mm -hmm. have that bit where you kind of work together and, you know, you do these like ultimate attacks with all the different people. Yeah, it's like it's like in the original games where you would summon and then the summon gives you a little cutscene that's like a really cool sort mm. of thing that's a nice reward. It sort of feels like that. I mean, it's not as long as the summons are. They're pretty short, but it's just a nice sort of flashy combo thing. Mm. You know, there's one between Aerith and Red 13 and they sort of step up and she tickles his chin um, and then they like shoot a load of like magic explosive stuff and just nice little interactions between the characters, which is, which is cool. Um, I got to play as Red 13, who is the sort of lion, tigery cat beast thing. Um, he's really cool. He's really scrappy as you would expect because he's an animal. Yeah. So he's a nice addition to, to the party. Um, yeah, it just sort of felt like more of the same and that's a great thing, but it, wasn't like i didn't feel like utterly wowed by it but then i saw the trailer and saw gold saucer and saw vincent and kate sith and all the others and was like okay that's really cool and i can't wait to see that mm. it's just that the small preview bit we got to see they just didn't really show the most exciting bits and i think for me what is most exciting about rebirth is what are they going to change with the story which obviously they're not going to reveal in a little preview you know yeah. they, they want people to play that when it comes out 
So I'm very intrigued to see what they're going to change because Remake set up a lot of changes in that this is essentially a sort of sequel rather than a remake and it's like a different universe basically of a different series yeah. of events. So I'm really excited to see what happens. They have also said the point that this game will stop. Mm-hmm which is at a very pivotal point, which if you get my tone, you'll know what I mean. There's a very pivotal thing, but they have also changed the order. So it might be their stuff from later on that's now been moved earlier. So I'm really, in, it's that that I'm most interested in. I'm like, yes, combat's good. Of course, it's going to be good. Yes, the music's great. Of course, it's going to be good. Yes, it looks beautiful. It looks even better than 16 does because of course it does. So I, like, it was great, but I expected those things. What I want to know is the unexpected of what they're changing in the story. Yeah. And we're only going to know that when we actually get to play it. So I, I absolutely loved playing it. I'm really privileged that I got to play it. I'm really excited to play more. But it's the story stuff that I really, really want to know about. Brilliant. Well, I'm very much looking forward to playing it. Yeah. It's early next year. It's no wait, it's oh it's February. We know now. 29th of February. 29th of February. So not a huge amount of time to wait. Actually, no. Yeah, it's nearly Christmas. Yeah. So that'll be game of the year next year, I'm sure. Well, I'm sure. Yeah. He says now. Who knows what's gonna come out next year? Yeah. Uh yeah, so brilliant. I'm looking forward to it. Like I said with you before i when a game gets announced i'm like okay great we know it's coming out that's good i'm gonna wait for it and that's it yep you don't want to know anything else i don't need to know anything else like at the moment they've just did a pre a, are you in in the news later did you include a game that i'm very much going to be looking forward to playing no because i figured you'd bring it up so you can bring it up now I brought it up now yeah that so they've announced that the, the division three is in development in a really strange way it just came out in like a press release they didn't have a trailer how old school it was old school, and it. I'm like, should I be worried that it's just kind of like like that, or is it going to be like some kind of free to play, uh, MMO? Going to be kind some of, nonsense, yeah. Or are they have they learned from Division Two's mistakes and they're going to go back to like what made Division One great and then use that in the third one? That's what I really really hope. But yeah, no, like I want more information from that. And I cannot wait to get loads more information about it, like where it's set, what the different things. So like that kind of game, I would, I want to know a lot so that I have kind of all this information when I go into it. But when it's kind of a story game or a game that I know exactly what it's going to be, like Seven Remake pretty much, I know what it's going to be, you know, it's a great story, great battle, summons, but you know, Aerith, Tifa and all that. I don't need to know anymore. And all that. Yeah. And I want to be surprised. I don't need to know. I don't need to watch all the cutscenes. Fair enough. I will be surprised. So there's another game that we've both been playing. Yes. Yes. No word of a lie. That's true. Uh, Ed, how's your pee organ? My I can pee see it in those grey joggers My today. My pee organ is throbbing. It's. I can tell. You are wearing <laughs> very tight joggers. Oh, you can shut up. He is. I'm really not. You are. I'm really not. Um. Yes. Lies of P. No. Or Liza P. Liza. Liza. Um, yeah, I am intrigued to hear your thoughts on it because I played the demo that came out over the summer. Mm -hmm. I also played it at Gamescom. So I started it on stream and I'm going to be streaming that for the next few weeks each Monday. If you don't Twitch. really Twitch.tv slash Ed underscore nights. That's Twitch.tv slash Ed underscore nights. Don't forget to subscribe to get ad free viewing. Thanks, Ben. No problem. And also um, to donate when he does uh, stream to beat it. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. So I'm I'm playing on stream, but what I played this week on stream is 
the beginning of the game, which is what the preview demo was. So I'm I haven't actually seen anything new. So for me so far, it's it's great. Um, I'm really enjoying it. I don't feel like it's hugely different. It's slightly tweaked, but not hugely different from the demo. But I'm I really want to get further into it to see the other bosses, to see how the P organ develops and all of that stuff. So I'm enjoying it, but I would like to hear your thoughts because you played it for a bit and you're brand new to it. I am, and yeah, you were sat next to me, uh, judging me. It's actually quite good. You were playing a game, so you were. Yeah, I was sat playing Pikmin on handheld. So yeah, I really want to play those games. I really want to be good at them, and I really like the idea of them. And I love a game that's kind of like the combat is just really well done. And once you've mastered that, you can, you know, you you get full control of it. Um, But it's like the learning curve of those type of games that can take me a little bit longer. Like I'll. I so I played it um for maybe an hour, two hours? Mm-hmm. About an hour, yeah. Yeah. About an hour. Fought the first like major boss and beat it and then got to the next part and then stopped. But that boss took me quite a few tries. And there were so many moments in there where I'm like, I'm not really learning. Like there was so you have to one of the things is you really need to get the parry. And so many times, even in like the final one where I ended up beating it, I was missing. I was too early. I was just too late. And I was like, is it me? And you I did throw a strop at one point and you turned it off turn and you walked I was, off. I was close to deleting it, but I thought you might want to have it on the PlayStation in there. Uh, yes. And then you came back and you're like, no, no, I'm going to try again. And you yeah, did it eventually. I did do it, but yeah. I wasn't really paying attention when I beat it. So I was just like, oh, it's dead now. Right. Um, I didn't have the kind of, you know, screaming, fucking yeah, get in, like when you beat an armored car boss. All right. Uh, so, but it, it, like I find, I enjoy the combat in it. It is very much a Souls game um, in that kind of combat. Uh, you know, sneaking around, you've got your stamina, you're sneaking up on people, shanking them. And then we you know you rest at your little bonfire or whatever it's called. And it resets your... Stargazer. Yeah. Stargazer. And then they all respawn, and then you cash in your souls that are not called souls. Ergo. Ergo. So it very, very much follows those kind of those type of things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I liked it. I thought it played really well. I was playing it 60 FPS or whatever it is on uh, PlayStation and on the OLED. It looked great. And I like the style a lot more than I thought I did when I saw you playing the demo. Because when I saw you playing the demo, I was like, oh, it's it's like a kind of a polished bloodborne but with no kind of atmosphere i still think atmosphere in a souls game is way better than in there yeah like ultimate the thing is is that FromSoft made the souls genre with the souls games and you just you just can't beat FromSoft. like they do it so well and it's it's funny when when i spoke to the game director of of liza p at gamescom and he said you know we we specifically want to beat soft at their own game and i don't think they've managed it no but like you but know in demon I appreciate souls when you go trying. when you're in demon souls when you go up to the castle gates and you look up and it's like that there's a similar place that i've just got to the hotel or whatever mm-hmm. it's called and you look up and you're like it's nothing like that obviously it's it's smaller but it just doesn't have that kind of kind of atmosphere and yeah. you know sheer horror and yeah you you it's the um oh what's the name of the guy the author based on Pinocchio? Souls. Games. Dark Souls? Yeah, what was the, the, the racist? No, Miyazaki, not the racist. The, the guy that the like Bloodborne's based on. and Oh, 
Oh, tentacles. Uh, Lovecraft. Lovecraft, yes. Yeah. So, like, obviously, Souls, very Lovecraftian, or at least Bloodborne. Bloodborne is Souls. Bloodborne. Okay. Much. Well, maybe a touch, but it, yeah. Blood, Bloodborne is, is where Lovecraft comes in. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. well, obviously, Liza P is not in the slightest. She's just like a, a very kind of clean Victorian England. Yeah. Which well, is French. Is it French? It's a bit more Parisian, I think. It's Bellepoque. Oh, okay. Bellepoque. It is very clean. Yeah. Like, I. It, it is very much... It's interesting seeing the reviews for it because the reviews have been a bit mixed and I think some people have just looked at it as, oh, it's a Souls clone mm. and they're, they're looking for more. And for me, yes, it is very much in that template, but I do appreciate the small tweaks that it's made to sort of make it its own. As much as it looks very bloodborne it actually plays quite Sekiro-y. Um, and I do think combat has its own kind of rhythm. The visuals have its own kind of style. So I do appreciate that. Um, I need to get further into it before I can evaluate how good that is necessarily and how successful they've been. Yeah, I want to see what this P organ is. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, we all want to see a good P organ. Yeah. And I want to see how combat develops because what I play, again, I keep comparing to what I played at Gamescom, but... I played a boss there that was a lot later than than what's at the start of the game that, that we've obviously played. And I, I think I've basically done like three bosses between between the demo and, and, and Gamescom. Mm. And I sort of used the same strategy for every single one of just like learning the moves, learning to perfect block and just learning the timing. Um, and then you get them groggy and you do your charged attack to stun them. And that does loads of damage. And I've kind of just used that same strategy every time. And what I do like about FromSoft's bosses is they each each boss really is a test of your skill in a different way. And they do vary things. And, and a lot of the bosses are just set pieces. And there's a, maybe a specific way of doing it um, to give you a bit of a set piece. Or it's just a different test of your skills. And I don't, from what I've seen of Liza P, I'm not sure if the boss is necessarily give you that sense of progression and that's really what i'm mm. looking to see so i will absolutely keep playing it are you are you going to carry on or did you beat the boss and you're like i'm done with it now? see i did write that and i said oh, you know i'm done with it but i feel like if i wanted to if i'm in the mood for one of those games and sometimes i am i would go back to that one mm. like i wouldn't go and i i think it respects your time more than something like demon souls which i know you're going to disagree but i don't want to run i've mentioned this a million times i'm not going to run through a whole level just to fight a boss a second time I want that save point to be directly outside the boss thing, uh, the boss area, or at least somewhere that I can run to in like 10 seconds. Yeah. Um, because I just don't have the time to go and beat a load of mini things that might end up hitting me and like causing me to lose my health. No, if I'm beating a boss and I die to that boss after, you know, a lot of stress and hardship, then I want to be able to go and fight it straight away again. That's fair. And I do like the fact that they put your souls outside of the boss area or whatever they call the ergo. Yes. So if you do want, so like I did, I, I fought that giant clown, was it? Or ringmaster? ringmaster? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so I beat it. Oh, I, I died quite early on and I was think I was level 12. And I was like, you know what? I, I might go and just do a one little clear of the area and see if I can level up once. And I did. And I leveled up once more and it felt a little bit better. Um, and then I, I like put it into my stamina. So that was able, I was able to kind of resist their attacks more. The one thing that, did really piss me off when I was playing it and maybe it's just a me thing is the so when they are like staggered they're kind of staggered but they still attack you 
What's it called? Like in a so staggerable state. Basically, the more you perf, and th this is, I think, the way that the developers want you to play it is that you learn the attack patterns so that you can perfect block. And the more you perfect block and you attack. Will, and attack at the same time, you will see the health bar turn white. And mm. when that happens, you have to charge up. They will still hit you. Yes. But you have to charge up um, one of your um, heavy attacks. Mm. And when you strike them, then they turn groggy and then you can do a critical hit on them. And that is the way to play it, I think. But that means, A, you have to really be good at perfect blocking and, and, and learn yeah. timing. And B, you have to charge up your heavy attack at just the right moment because they can still hit you. And if you don't yeah. quite get it right, then you miss out and then you've got to go back to stunning them again and, and go through the cycle again. So yeah, you've got to really off. get the, the timing right on that. That really annoyed me because the the heavy attack that you have to charge, you, don't, you can't move when you're doing that. Mm. But if you've got a boss that's running around all over the place, then... By the time you've charged it, it's it's not in your area of attack. And the area of attack, when I was attacking them, it seems very, very close to where you are. So if it's just, you know, a slightly outside of it, if it's slightly too far away, then you, you've missed it and wasted your opportunity. Mm. And even when I beat it, I think I missed maybe two or three of those in total in the in the boss fight, and it just annoyed me. Yeah, but when you get it right, it does feel really good. Well, good. I think it does, because then you can also use that weird triangle move as well that does extra. That also helps yeah. damage, yeah. Your fable art. I think, mm. I think the real test is going to be, not real test, but another test will be when Lords of the Fallen comes out. Um, because that is another Souls-like. But that, for me, is literally Dark Souls with a different name. Mm. And I think people will maybe play that and enjoy it, but then appreciate more that Liza P is actually doing something different. Yeah. Um, and it is more different to Souls than, than Lords of the Fallen is, I think. Yeah, it's more Bloodborne and Sekiro, I would say. Mm. Great. For sure. Uh, people, like, some people have complained about uh, Liza P being really difficult, though, but it, the great thing I like about Liza P, which you didn't get in Sekiro, is that you can grind it if you want. I don't know you how can. much you can grind your P organ, because when you level that up, it gives you some other boosts and bonuses. But like your actual level of your character, unless there's some kind of level cap that's slightly low and then you have to use your p or gun whatever to level up i don't know but you know if you can just keep leveling your character and like clear off or clear out certain areas and just grind away to make it easier for you then i can't see the massive complaint in difficulty i mean that's the same with any souls game you can always you can always grind but it's just you need some skill to to learn enemy patterns and, yeah. and get through and and this is very much that all right what else have we been well playing? there's another game that we've also both played oh and this is the one that frustrated me 10 times more than liza p has I've never seen you get so angry especially when all of us that were playing it with you were not angry at all we were just like having fun and enjoying it oh i had a small amount of fun with people but playing on my own was when i was incredibly frustrated why are you angry and this is party animals now, this is a game that's been a few years coming. 2020, we played the demo. Yeah, I was going to say, you played the demo ages ago. Oh, did you never play that? No, no, no. I didn't uh, know about it. Yeah. It is one of, or it was, until it came out, one of the most wishlisted games on Steam. So a lot of people have been very much looking forward to this game. It is a silly party game with terrible controls and... and um, Similar to Gang Beasts, then. And clunkiness. Yes, similar to, similar to Gang Beasts which I honestly never really liked that much. I've played it with you and people on stream because it's silly fun. 
for me, it is a game that lacks any form of skill. It is just button mashing randomness. And I do lost? not approve of it. Yes, it's because I lost. So I am just not a massive fan of this kind of game anyway. And Party Animals sort of felt like a slightly more polished version of what Gang Beast was doing. It is. It's Gang Beast, but with weapons and um, I'm trying to think less destructible environments. But yeah, like it's just a... a yeah, very much. A more polished, uh, with weapons, with like extra things that gang beasts didn't have. Like, for example, when you die, you can still throw fish or throw bombs or fling things at the enemies. There are a couple of things I really like others. about it, and that's one of them. So if you get knocked out and everyone else is still playing, you have this sort of coin meter, and then you can spend two, three or four coins as it slowly goes up. Yeah. on a fish or a bomb or banana. a banana yeah. to slip them up. So you can kind of still interact and, and have some sort of sway on combat. Yeah. And I really like Which that. Which I did <coughs> a few times. It's great. The other thing I really like is when you finish a match and then there's the camera and you're mm. all fighting to get your picture taken at the end. Um, I really like that. I think that's a really fun touch. I actually think it's the weapons that I actually... Well, I mean, there's a few things I don't like. I think the weapons are one of them. And I think it's because the sort of clunkiness of controls and the and the wonky physics mm. are also attached to the weapons. So things like when you walk up to a weapon, you press the grab button to pick up the weapon, but then your stupid little animal will grab like the floor or someone near it, or they'll grab it with one hand when they need to grab it with two and do everything except problem. grab the weapon with two hands in order to shoot it. Like every time I pick up a weapon, it just doesn't grab it. And and you've got mm. to sort of, you end up flinging it around because you have to hold, say it's a tennis racket, right? You have to hold the handle of the tennis racket with two of your hands. And sometimes the character just grabs something else, even though you're right next to the handle or just little things like that, that just make it overly frustrating. And I'm like, I want, if I want to pick up a weapon, mm. I want the controls to respond to that. And I get that it's meant to be fun and wonky and slapstick and whatever. It's not fun to me if the controls don't do what I want them to do. That's not fun it's to not me. It's not a fighting game, though. It's just a little cute party game. But it's not. It is. No. It's a cute party game. You don't need to be great at it. It's just about taking part. That's the fun part. No, it's not. I had no problem with the uh, weapons when you were, like, climbing up the submarine and I just fired those arrows at you your face. You were cackling like... at me like a fucking serial killer. Yeah, I, you were like hanging onto the edge of the submarine and I was there with a crossbow and I must have hit you about eight times. Yeah. They were all sticking off you like a acupuncture uh, was victim. was absolutely fuming. It was brilliant. It wasn't. Um, but yeah, no, a lot, everybody that I know absolutely loves it, except for you. You're the only person because you're ridiculously competitive and if a game is not something that you can then excel at, get, you know, and become like one of the greatest, then you don't like it. The thing is... We could analyse I... you. Look, and look, I, I will admit a lot of this is me. Like, I am too competitive, and this is not a game that is good for my mental health. It's not a competitive um, game. It's a party game. But I don't do parties. It's literally called Party Animals. But, I, okay, I'm, I will also admit I am very much a single-player, story-driven person. Like, I don't like multiplayer games that I much. I think we've, yeah, established um, that. But there are some multiplayer games that I do like, and there are some multiplayer games that, for me, are party games. Mario Kart for me is a party game. Smash Brothers is a party game. Yeah. But and and there are elements in that 
to give you a level playing field. So the fact that there's a blue shell so that people at the back can catch up to people at the front of the pack in Mario Kart, I'm fine with that because the weapons are there to level people. And yes, sometimes it's a bit random and it can be very chaotic. But if you have enough skill as a driver, as a racer, you can still win. It's the same with Smash Brothers. There are loads of items and it can be very chaotic and random. But if you've got the skill to dodge and know the right moves, you can still win. Party Animals is just button mashing shite. Well, it just lets other people play it. lets other people have a chance at winning. I don't want other people to have a chance at winning. I want people to learn to have some skills so that then I can have some skill and we can skillfully beat one another. Well, and not just be like, oh, well, the controls fucked up for me and they didn't for you, so I guess you win now. But that makes it fun. It doesn't make it fun at all. You can see someone's trying to do something and then they get they completely fail at it and then they get kicked in the face and knocked out. It's, it's good fun. Well, that's the other thing is that it's meant to be like slapstick comedy and slapstick comedy's funny when it's happening to someone else. Like, <laughs> you know, Mr. Bean falls over and we all laugh. But is Mr. Bean laughing? No, he's fucking pissed off because he fell over. That's how I feel playing party animals. Oh. Everyone's laughing at me and I'm like, great. Well, I fucked up and it wasn't even my yeah. fault. If anyone's laughing at you, it's not a situation you want to yeah. be in. Well, maybe not every game's for everybody. I think you need to understand that. Genuinely, I find Souls games 10 times less stressful than party animals. Doesn't sound like it. Actually, no, it does. Yeah, you were really, you were screaming real obscenities at people who were not in the living room with you. It's a good job I wasn't on voice chat. It's very much a good <laughs> job. Yeah, I cannot believe you would come out with some of those words. Yeah, it just, ugh, it's just, it's just not for me. And you were like it's in really an angry for mood for a good few hours afterwards. Yeah. You went to really, bed It makes me really, really angry, that game. Yeah. Don't play it ever again, please. Well, you can watch. <laughs> I think it's okay if you watch. I don't understand why people find it fun. Because we don't really care that much about winning. We're not so obsessed with it. It's like, it's not, we don't feel emasculated if we lose a game on it. The... Emasculated? You know, we don't feel... It's not about gender. We it's don't, about winning. We don't feel like we're, you know, we are losers or that we've lost our, you know, we, we're losing face when we lose one of these battles. We're just having fun and we're having a glass of wine with it and we're kicking people and... Yeah, if Moni, one of our mods, just, you know, shoots a thing at me, electrocutes me, and I fall off uh, and into the depths of the ocean and die, people find that funny. I'm like, oh, God, oh, that's annoying. But I can hear them cackling, which makes me laugh. Because sometimes if your friends are laughing, it makes you, it's fun for you as well. But what's also annoying is that it doesn't have, like, a big group play. So... I would much rather it was maybe four of us in a room sat together playing on one TV screen. No, you would punch us. You you would punch people in person, Ed. Well, no, because when you're there in person, you're sort of having a, a laugh about it. You punch me in the arm. I would never do that. Definitely did. <laughs> I feel like that's then that's the party atmosphere in the room. And you don't get that when you're playing with people online. So I, do, I just feel annoyed at the game. Because Maybe we need to go into Discord next time. Because I don't think we didn't then. So you were just this dealing with smug me. I I want I want to play it again when I have had a good sleep and I'm in a better mood. Because and I think I and after we've had a holiday. Because I think I'm just stressed with life and things like it's 
It's always stupid things that make me stressed. And I appreciate the party animals is really, really stupid. It is a stupid game. For stupid people. No, I didn't <laughs> I didn't go that far. It's, it's really a stupid it's... game and I need to be in a more positive open, light. positive mood. Yeah, positive mood. Um, yeah, I think you do. So let's go back to it once you've had a holiday. Of that. No, because that's going to be a while. I don't have time for that. Um, to well, write about it. You're going to write about it? Well, I have to. Yeah. Well, we'll play some maybe on Wednesday or something. Um, yeah, so good luck with that. It's weird because it's on Game Pass, but it's only on Xbox Game Pass. It's not on PC Game Pass. I hate it when it does that. Um, yeah, it is cross-play with Steam as well. Yeah. So yeah, play it on Steam. But yeah, when I logged in, it gave me, because I've got... Ooh, there we go. There's the dinner. Um, when I've got... In fact, no, lunch. Um, when... I logged in, I got a million different prizes uh, or a million different things that were unlocked, um, mainly for like the pre-order bonus. I got the deluxe bonus, but I also got a bunch because I'd played the demo back in, uh, or play, yeah, I played the demo in 2020, which was kind of cool. Mm. So yeah, I love the, I think the characters look great in it and you can stylize them. There is a paid part of it. Yeah. I mean, look, that's another thing that I, I, I do actually really like about it. I think the characters are adorable. They're really fun character designs. Mm. There are loads of costumes that you can dress them up as. And the more you play, you unlock all these different costumes. And I really like that. I really like the graphic style. Mm. Okay, one other thing that I actually don't like, and this is not just me, is that I think the camera's too close. Yeah, but you can turn it around fully, which is weird. You can rotate it, but you can't zoom out. Mm. And for me, it's too close that I feel like I can't see everyone. And so I, I feel like I want it I want it to be a little bit further back so I can see the full battlefield, yeah. I guess. Um that that's one thing that's a technical thing that does annoy me a little bit. Um but I really like the style of it. The I love the graphics. If you don't see somebody and all of a sudden they chuck a bomb at you out of No, because yeah. I want to see them so I've got the ability to dodge. Okay. Um But yes, there is also a store and you can pay real money to get the in-game currency to spend on different costumes. Which is also, it is a full-price game on Steam. Yes. Well, full price. It's not $60, but it's 35 or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's a paid game. But there um, are quite heavily microtransactions in there as well. But only if you go to the store to look for it. And it's completely cosmetic. So it's just, do you want to look slightly different yeah. when, when you're playing online? Yeah. So it's, you, you can completely ignore it. I think there is the ability to put like 60 quid's worth of, we'll buy 60 quid's worth of currency which is a lot in, in one go. Mm. But hey, you can buy plenty of costumes for that. But I'm, I'm sure you can unlock most of them just from playing. Yeah. Uh, they've also announced a collaboration with... Um, Ori. Ori, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's going to be cool. Um, yeah, no, I do, I do find it a bit weird when there's a game that actually costs money and then they've got like this in-game store for a lot of the stuff. Mm. So it's a little bit predatory and I don't agree with it. But... That's life nowadays, unfortunately, especially for games on Game Pass. They've got to find ways to make even more money. Yeah. Um, but things like I'm happy with having a style or having one character with one outfit. And then I'm like, I will always use that. So I've got the duck with a towel. And I will be the golden corgi. Yeah. So forever. You never need to get these. Nobody else is allowed to be the golden corgi. Exactly. And you never need to unlock more outfits. But yeah. Some people, anybody that like wants to collect everything because they're obsessed with one of the characters or something, yeah, you're going to have to spend money. Yeah. All right. Um, I've also been playing a little bit of Moonstone Island. I'll just quickly talk yes, about, uh, about that. Well, I'll just do it very briefly because I'll probably play more in the next week. But it is 
I know there's so many games that are these like cozy game genres or like indie games and they're like a mix of Stardew mixed with Pokemon or this mixed with this. This is 100% a mix of Stardew Valley, uh, Pokemon and Slay the Spire. And I'm really an enjoying mix. it. Yeah, it's uh, the cute. It's like a really cute art style. It's a bit more simplistic than something like Sea of Stars. It's very much a, you know, more like a pixel remaster. Well, maybe not pixel, but it, it's quite basic. It is a like an indie game, and it's like yeah, you collect animals from uh, a cave or wherever you, like out in the wild when you're fighting them, and they can be recruited for you, and then you can battle against others with them. However, when you're battling, you're not doing like fight or item or whatever. You are using cards and the card deck that you've got is then shuffled and, you know, you get the opening card hand and you can choose whether it's something that takes away armor or whether it's something that attacks them or it's something that, you know, sends them to sleep, I imagine. I, don't, I haven't got that, but those kind of cards. Um, and you can then, and so it becomes very, very tactical because you're like, okay, well, that person's got two armor. So if I use this attack that eliminates two armor, then I can go and use a different attack. So I have to do that first. And it makes you think a lot about it, but it is very, yeah, Slay the Spire has done that brilliantly. And I'm looking forward to, you know, delving a bit further deeply into it over the next week, at least. Nice. So, and you've been playing on the Steam Deck, right? Yeah, it is verified on the Steam Deck. I think it's only on PC. And Sasha had a, had some really good reviews. It's like high 80s or mid 80s on Open Critic, so... Seems like there's a good game there to uh, to keep playing. Well, that's Moonstone Island. It is, and I will be playing it. Uh, I'll talk about it more next week, I imagine, because I bet I'll be playing. Well, actually, maybe not next week, because we've got something to mention well, later. Well, let's just say next time. Next time, yes. Nice. Okay. So we completely forgot to ask everyone what they were playing this week. We did. But we will do that for next time. What do you think and people are playing? Let's play that I game. Think, I think Why? everyone is still playing Baldur's Gate 3. I think there are some people, I think, maybe playing Payday 3, if they've been able to log on to the service. Well, they can log in, yeah. Yeah, that's a game I'm going to be playing at some point, um, but not now. I played a bit of The Division 2 earlier mm. on PlayStation, but yeah, I've just been kind of dipping in and out. But Oh, I've uh, re-downloaded Marvel Snap, and I'm still obsessed with that. Of course you are. I played a bit on PC. The uh, It runs really, really well. They've got the native app, or the native game, whatever, on um, yeah app on. On Steam now, it is all nice and widescreen. It's no longer like permanently windowed and is like kind of 16.9 vertical anymore. Like it's actually the nice. full thing, um, 16.9. Uh, so or 9.16 as it would be if it's vertical. But yeah, it's that runs really, really well. If you've never played Marvel Snap before, just download it on your phone. If your phone's too shit, then yeah, you can now play it on PC. Or if you want to stream it, do it on there. Very nice. It is a great game. Let's talk about the news, shall news, we? News, news. So it's not just the Division 2 that's... Uh, yeah, so so that's been announced. Um, there's another game. Oh, Division 3, sorry. Yeah. There's another game, also a 3, which apparently is on the way, and that is Star Wars Jedi 3. Yes, I like that. So um, Jedi Survivor was out earlier this year. Mm -hmm. People liked it. You liked it. You played it. I loved it. I yeah. love both of them. They're Metroidvanias, aren't they? Yes. See, look at me. It's a Metro venue I like. Sure. It's a good one. Um, so Cameron Monaghan, who is the voice actor for Cal Kestis, uh, has said that they are basically already working on a third game. I um, mean, they, of course. Which, yeah, is is kind of obvious, really. But it was at Ocala Comic Con, mm. uh, and he was talking about that. So there is more Star Wars on the way. 
Who would have thought? Yeah. Who would have thunk it? Mm. Um, so another thing that happened this week was some cyberpunk stuff about Elon Musk. Oh, yeah, that now, was bizarre. There was a whole rumor that he basically walked into a recording session with a gun and demanded to be in the game, um, which is all very weird. And then... Was that true? I don't think it was actually... Um, like an old-fashioned vintage gun, wasn't it? Yeah, 200-year-old gun. Um, it's... Uh, well, because Grimes was recording for it, because I think she's in the game. She is in the game, yeah. She plays a pop star in the game. Um, and there was a tweet that essentially sort of suggested that CD Projekt had removed the Elon Musk cameo um, from the Corpo opening. So if you choose to be a Corpo at the beginning of the game, you start as part of a corporation. I do quite like that one. And uh, basically the senior quest designer of the game, Patrick Mills, basically tweeted to say who came up with this nonsense okay um that wasn't elon musk it looks nothing like him who came up with this nonsense um and then he said it's funny because i have elon's name on my mute list i can't even see the replies to my tweet no big loss i'm sure but behave in there kids mm. um and then people had said um if the gun story was true and he said i wasn't there i don't know oh. but even if that's true that doesn't mean this random japanese guy is supposed to be him yeah because obviously that's the so, yeah, the, all of this is, is sort of off the back of Phantom Liberty, which is the expansion for Cyberpunk 2077, yeah. which came out this week, starring Idris Elba. And, and it's meant to be very, very good. And? Also, Alex Jordan. Yes. Pretty much on the same level of Idris, Idris, Idris Elba. Of course. Of course. Um, but, yeah, no, you've played it. So I'm currently playing a, doing a playthrough of Baldur's Gate 3 where I'm being a dick. And it is brilliant. I love, love, love playing as a dick. Um you get some great voice. You get some great replies. Like I showed you a clip of this poor woman, a poor girl that's been kidnapped and I recognized who she was. And instead of like trying to help her, I made out that I didn't really know who she was. So the woman that was abducting her was like, you just got one of those bland faces. Very forgettable. <laughs> um, and just like the humor in it from when you're a dick to people. And it's quite interesting because there are characters like Astarian and Shadowheart, when you're addicted to people, they're like, they approve. <laughs> they of think it's great. So with Cyberpunk, can you, could, could I potentially do a be a dick playthrough of that as well? No. Oh, you could. It's not that kind of. Well, it's, it's not as freeform, I think. Okay. Um, you can, it, it's more. Is there a moral scale that you could then start killing innocents? And stuff? I mean, there are choices. There are missions with choices. Um, there are various sort of branching paths in the game. I'd say the more interesting choices are more about your build. So what kind of sort of V do you want to be? Are you someone who is like more of a melee build or like different weapons or um, a hacker with sort of cyber abilities? Um, it's more about your choices around that. I don't think it, there's not, the dialogue trees are not as extensive. I'd say it's more okay. in line with a Fallout Starfield than it is with Baldur's Gate, I would say. Okay. I was a bit of a dick in Starfield as well. That was quite fun. Mm. Um, yeah, okay. I probably won't do it on stream then. No, I mean, I wasn't a massive fan of Cyberpunk, but the they've made a load of changes. Load. They're calling it 2.0, and a load of their changes are in the base game. You don't have to have the expansion for that. Mm. So that's already out, that one. Yes. 
So even just playing the base game with the new changes is probably going to be quite a different experience. They've suggested restarting your game. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. It's basically, I think Cyberpunk now is the game that it always should have been when it first came out. It's taken them a good three years yeah. to get there. I'm glad I've waited. Sometimes it pays. Yeah. I, I, remember, I got the refund. Again. You know, when they when it came out and people were like, there was an actual website where you could go and get it refunded. Yeah. Uh, and like PlayStation pulled it from stores. God, they were the days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that I got the refund. But then I bought it for like £25 on PlayStation in a sale not too long ago. Yeah, so. it's all right. I think it was when the um, expansion, uh, when the PS5 version was coming out. Yes, they did not put an update for it. Yeah. Yeah. So last time we talked a bit about Unity. They have introduced some new prices where they are charging developers for each install of their game as an extra charge and loads of developers are kicking off and everyone is leaving unity or like not using the game engine because of all these extra charges they have now um announced some changes to the pricing plan okay um to try and sort of appeal to people so they have literally said sorry um and uh so unity's mark witten uh, has apologized. Uh, we should have spoken with more of you and we should have incorporated more of your feedback before announcing our new runtime fee policy. Our goal with this policy is to ensure we can continue to support you today and tomorrow and keep deep, deeply investing in our game engine. So basically the changes are that um, they will no longer be charging per install um, for any developer using Unity Personal or Unity Plus. Which basically means that if you're using Unity Pro or Enterprise, which are the sort of higher level versions of Unity for big corporations, then they will have to pay. But it's only if they cross two key thresholds, which is making a million dollars in gross revenue, uh, trailing 12 months, and reaching one million initial engagements. So they've basically put these sort of high levels that they're the people that are going to have to pay for it. But I feel like they've just lost so much goodwill yeah. during this that everyone's going to just leave anyway. Because so many people are saying like, oh, this is the typical thing that they do. They say something really bad, then they backpedal into some into a, you know, something a bit smaller so it doesn't seem as bad. I'm like, no, that's that would not work because what they've done is kind of ruin their brand. Yeah. <laughs> like they, that's how bad it is. Exactly. So people are not going to go with Unity when they've got a choice. Yeah. I feel like it's it's too little too late at this mm. point and they've just lost so much business yeah it's been a complete disaster so they can try and run back on it but i think unless they just completely u-turn and say they're not going to do it I, I don't think people are going to stick with them so yeah. yes that's going to be interesting um and then the last one i kept it short today also because i wasn't working this week so yeah. i didn't write any of these and i'm having to catch up um so boulder's gate oh okay we're not going for another one well, maybe you can tell another one in a minute. Yeah. Baldur's Gate. Um, Neil Newbin, who is the voice actor for Astarian, has claimed that there is a whole two-hour secret section in the game that no one's found yet. Hmm. So he was speaking um, on Twitch and uh, basically said, there's even something I know about that you can't get to unless you do something that I don't think anyone's going to work out. So... He reckons that there's two hours of content um, and that he's one of few people that knows about it. So I'm presuming it's about Astarian. Mm. Um, well, maybe and it's some it... sort of little, if you make certain choices or do something, you'll maybe get there. But who knows what that might be? We could maybe ask somebody. Ask two people. We could try. Um, yeah. My other, the other story is about streaming. Kick. 
Yes. Well, you you can definitely bring this up because you tweeted about it. I did. And uh, yeah, so Kick has... Well, Kick is like Twitch. If anybody doesn't know, it's it's like Twitch. But but, well, it does a 95% uh, sub split so that, yeah, when somebody pays £5 for a sub or whatever, you get £4.50 of it. Or 95% would be like 4 75 won't it? So... I think you're wrong on the maths, but... Am I? 95% of five pounds. I think it's 475. I mean, it's not 450. No, it must be 475. Well, so if I anyway, type in... Wait, wait. 0. 0.95 multiplied by 5, 4 pounds 75. Okay, fine. I was right. right. I don't know maths. No. Um, so yeah, that is a, a similar to um, Twitch. It actually uses Twitch's servers, I believe, or it uses its service. Um it is run by people who are backed by stake, which I believe is like an online gambling casino thing. And it's just, it's pretty much a bit of a wild west over there. It's not as bad as Rumble, which I think is, you know, the Russell Brand area place oh, of yeah. choice. Um, but it is like Alex Jones, uh, like those kind of absolute, the worst of society over there. But, you know, Kick is where people who are pretty vile go. Like, Aiden Ross is their poster boy who was, I mean, you can just Google all the, all the, like, why that guy is just a piece of shit. And, yeah, just, they were in the news quite, well, they were trending quite recently, like just, a week ago. Just to say, like, part of the reason for that is that their moderation is not up to scratch. Well, I was going to get to that part. Yeah, okay. their, their moderation is not up to scratch. They don't really have any guidelines, um of what people are doing. I think XQC streamed the Super Bowl on there. Um, and for some reason, I don't understand how he got away with it and hasn't been banned or sued to oblivion. Mm. Um, but yeah, so it is pretty much a Wild West, but people go over there because the high sub split and they all complain about Twitch and like to be honest, the stuff that's been going on, people have been going, well, you think Twitch is better? And I'm like, yes, I genuinely do. Twitch is way better than Kick. Um, so... Anyway, you know, they were in the news about a week ago because there was a clip that they had actually posted on Twitter and it was Aiden Ross on there with some kind of, I think it might have been deep fake Andrew Tate. Okay. And then a deep fake of um, Kim Jong-un. Right. And they were, and like the kick was streaming this and being like, hey, look how cool this is. And like you're literally promoting Andrew Tate. Yeah. Fuck off. Um. However, the most recent thing is that there was somebody streaming him themselves with a uh, sex worker that they had paid and invited over. This was a guy called Ice Poseidon, who I believe is permanently banned on Twitch. Um, I mean, I every time I've read about him or heard about him, it's been some of the worst stuff. Um, but he was... It wasn't him, but it was somebody he was with were was on kick and they had a sex worker over and he and her were kissing apparently she knew that there was a camera and she was okay with being filmed but she i don't think she was aware that she was being live streamed to potentially you know thousands hundreds of thousands, tens yeah. of thousands of people and at one point she got a little bit spooked somebody messaged her saying um that yeah you're on live stream to thousands of people also, there are two other people in the room in the other in like the room next to you, and she decided to leave. And then as she left, um, he the the guy that she was with, not Ice Poseidon, but it was on his channel, put his hand on the door and like stopped it just briefly, but still like 
terrifying and mm. you should never ever do that um but she like managed to get out of there they were there were a couple of them that were arrested but apparently that was down to swatting not because of that but all the while that was happening there was like one of the co-founders of kick in the channel emoting and like he apparently donated five hundred dollars uh to the channel and was kind of just going along with it all and it's disgusting yeah can you say the two people that were in the other room one of them was ice poseidon the other one was sam pepper who was on big brother random like he's a i think he well now he's just kind of a edgelord youtuber or kickstream or whatever with millions of followers but yeah, if you ever look at him and Big Brother, like, what the hell? Mm. How did he, well, I doesn't say if he fell. He's fell morally, but I think he's making a decent living for himself. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the whole thing is disgusting. Like, just just don't use kick. If that if that's the level yeah. of what's on there, like, just don't go on there. Do not use it. Yeah. It's awful. It is not a channel that deserves to be promoted in any way. A platform, yeah. The people that are still on it and they're trying to call it out, it's like, just admit you want the money. Just admit that maybe you weren't being discovered on Twitch, which is a very valid criticism. You know, there's a lot of people on there. But there are other places you can go that aren't completely morally bankrupt like Kick. Mm. Like, surely. And to the people that reply going, because like our friend like Radders posted about this, and there were people commenting saying like, oh, you really think Amazon care? And like they, they mistreat their workers and, and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, well, what they do, yeah, you can, there are union, people, you know, pro-union for this and, you know, they're fighting for that. And a lot of the people on Twitch do support that, but they don't have people kind of literally, you know, taking advantage of sex workers or live streaming necessarily the Super Bowl without any repercussions or, you know, doing some of the like really vile pranks on there. They're not doing that on Twitch and getting away with it. Mm. People get someone got banned because their dog had a shit on stream. <laughs> Genuinely true. They got a twenty four hour ban because their dog had a shit. So yeah, there are definitely things on Twitch that shouldn't be on there. But generally speaking, they want uh, like they want to get you know to give the impression that they are supportive of marginal uh, creators and they try yeah. and pump up and uh, promote those smaller people they do they do really push for safety and yeah you know good moderation on twitch and you've spoken to them before haven't you and yeah and 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 safety is is hugely important to them and they appreciate that you know the internet can be used for all these different things and yeah you know there are these other platforms that that are awful at this and, and they appreciate that they want to create a, a safe space for people and they don't always get it right but no. they're at least trying whereas these other places are just Anyone can do anything on there, and yeah. it's absolutely horrific just because they want people to make money. Yeah, and that's it. And Kick has put out a statement um, or a tweet four hours ago. There's incredible untapped potential in what live streaming has to offer. We're firm believers that the greatest days of live streaming are yet to come. With that said, community and public safety cannot be compromised in the process of making content. We're continuously learning where this balance sits and are making changes daily. We appreciate our community for the continuous feedback, both the good and the bad. We'll keep you updated on upcoming changes to community guidelines and subsequent enforcement measures. I mean, that's bullshit. That, that could be anything. That was not what was that. And it's like they're not even saying that this they is wrong. They haven't acknowledged it. They haven't acknowledged it. They're not saying that this is wrong. They're just saying, you know, we're currently uh, learning where this balance sits. Mm. It's like the balance should be protecting people. Yes, that should be very obvious. Yeah, there's no balance in protecting people and 
free to do whatever the fuck you want. You know, you protect mm. people first. But so yeah, that they're getting completely dragged for that nothing statement. And I think yeah, genuinely, I've I know people who are who stream on Kick who have gone there from uh from Twitch, and some of them are friends. But genuinely speaking, if they look at that and they're happy to kind of be on that platform, a platform where just recently one of the mods or one of the people that is affiliated with them was in the chat saying, uh, what was it they said? Like, oh, moderation. We don't have much moderation because... What was that thing? That was, they Somebody in the chat, like a, a staff member was saying like, yeah, we don't have much moderation because that's, you know, that's one of the benefits of this place. Yeah. Yeah. And like, no. <laughs> Some, yeah, somebody asked them like, why are there so many trolls here? And they're like, oh yeah, because of, you know, if we'd started kind of banning them, you know, they'd, they'd go somewhere else. Yeah. So if you are on kick, yes, I know it sucks to be, you know, kind of not noticed on places like Twitch when there are so many people on there. But look at your morals. Like genuinely, are you happy to be streaming on somewhere where like Aiden Ross is a poster boy of the channel and the actual people behind it just don't give a shit about you? And think about your community and keeping your community safe. And what kind of community you're going to be fostering over there. Yeah, exactly. There you go. So that is the streamer. We don't really, we are a streaming podcast as well as video games. We don't necessarily always talk about it, but if you're here, this, if you're here, it's newsworthy. If you're here only for the video games, you might be like, what, oh, what the fuck is going on in the streaming world? And yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. It's often a mess. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was the headlines for this week. And it, that was everything for this week. It was for this week, but next week we've got something a little bit special. We do. So some of you might, Watch us and know There's us. For, here, I know. Yeah. I know. I can see. I'm just <laughs> looking around. I'm looking all around our fans to, ev to everyone who's okay, here. Um, people might know us for um, for interviewing Ben Starr of Final Fantasy 16 fame, and we are going to be doing some more interviews, more podcasts with special guests from the industry, and we have one next week. Uh, Who is going to be joining us next week? We have two voice actors. From Baldur's Gate 3. Interview uh, with a vampire? What? Not a starian. No. No, <laughs> not a starian. So that would, that would um, be a good name for I it. I see what you've done there. Yeah. Um, we have Jennifer English, who is the voice of Shadowheart, and Devorah Wilde, who is the voice of Lazelle. Which is brilliant, because those two hate each other in <laughs> Baldur's Gate, so that's going to be fun. Um, however, like we are both in Act 1 of Baldur's Gate. I think we both love it. Um, do you, Would you say you loved it? Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I haven't played it since since before Gamescom, mm. so I've had other things to play, and I really need to get back to it. Me playing, but the I've really loved yeah. what I played. Yeah, me playing the Be a Dick playthrough uh, has been like pretty much it's given me like a complete invigoration of playing it again. Like I just I actually recently replay um, opened it up on the PS5 because I'm playing on PS uh, on PC, but I just opened it up on the PS5 just to see what it was like on there because I have it on there and. I didn't want to play any of the main quest because I liked, I want to do that on stream. So I was going through like all the spells, kind of trying to learn things and maybe if I needed to respec anything. So just kind of the, the boring stuff that I don't really want to do on stream. And I was like, oh, I just want to play more of it. Like, so I'm very much looking forward to, uh, to talking to them. But because we're quite early on, we, we know the characters, but there are maybe questions that people want to ask them that maybe are not things that we would necessarily know about. Yeah, I mean, obviously we're going to have our own questions, but if you also have questions, then let us know. 
please send them to us. Um, you can do that in Discord, I guess, is probably the best place. Yeah, put it in the Discord. Or I don't know if I'm going to put a tweet out, potentially. Um, maybe it, I, my DMs are open. Uh, you don't need me to be following you for it. So if you go to Biggest Benus One on Twitter and go and just uh, send me a DM if you've got any questions, we can add it. Because I know not everybody that listens to us is in our is in the Discord. Also true. But if you want to be on Discord, it is discord.gg slash Biggest Benus. Hey, brilliant. There you go. After all this time. Discord.gg. Um, there is a channel there for swapping joysticks. So people should put their questions there. Yes. And we will endeavor to ask as many as we can mm. in the time that we have allotted. Yes. I'm very, very much looking forward to it. And uh, this will be our second, like, big interview. Yeah. We've had people on before that we've, you know, gone with, like... Um, uh, oh my god, I know her, it's Kelsey. I was like, I know her from her uh, handle, Jean, not Jean Grey, who mm. apparently is someone from Marvel. Yes, well done. There we go. Um, Kelsey from um, Annapurna. Annapurna, that's the one. And we've had other streamers and on as had, well. Exactly. Um, our, our good friends. But no, we, we're going to be doing more industry interviews. We've got some others lined up as well, which we will keep secret for now, I think. Mm. But one of them is related to... Spider-Man 2. Yes. So that's going to be fun. And yeah. we'll hopefully be a little bit different because it's not a voice actor. Yes, I know. We love voice actors. We've got we friends. We, well, we, we bump into them. They, they're Nearly every every voice actor we've met is a larger-than-life personality that is amazing on a podcast. But yeah, we're going to be mixing it with people from all over the industry. Um, and also something else that I haven't actually suggested to Ed yet, but I will do oh. that after the stream rather than on, on well, after the podcast. Oh, well, I've got that to look forward to. You do? Um, Very nice. So yeah, that is... That is that. Yeah. And um, where can people find us? You Well, you can find me at Ed underscore Knights. All right. It's all, on, about, not all about you, it's Ed. It's all about me on Twitch, Beautiful. on social media, whatever else. And you are at? Biggest Benus one on Twitter. Although apparently Elon has said that he's going to free up um, inactive accounts. He's been saying that for a long time. But apparently he said it again. Oh. <laughs> so if it happens and I can get Biggest Benus... I will buy a year of Twitter, but I'm not going to. No, you're no. not going to do that. <laughs> no. But yeah, if he does that, I'm going to be very happy. And I'll be like, wow, one thing that you've done that was good. Good. Um, something that, I mean, Tumblr did recently. If you've got like, yeah, like I got biggest bonus on Tumblr. Because they were like, like I think anybody that hadn't logged in, with, in within two years or something had had it removed. Sure. But anyway, yeah. So if I may, biggest bonus pretty much everywhere, Twitch. Mainly Twitch and YouTube, and Twitter is Biggest Benus One. That's where I put most of my content. Also, don't forget to check out gosh.org slash stream. Um, if you want to take part in Stream It B2, we've got some cool names. We've just had confirmation of Milky Queen Idol, uh, who is an amazing VTuber, just a bloody lovely person. Um, I watched her playing, was it the Samba de Amigo? You, we, oh, it was, we were nice. just watching, kind of, yeah, just entranced at how good she is and one of the things she's going to do is phasmophobia in vr on the like the ultimate difficulty Ooh. so <laughs> good luck with that good luck with that <laughs> yes i will be watching and hearing the screams um and also yeah i've got a bunch of things lined up for october as well for stream it beat it raising money we'll be doing a baking stream at some point um i don't know what we're baking no probably a cake. i said we i mean me probably i'll hold the camera uh, baking stream I'm going to be doing like Animal Crossing we'll have the charity garden in there I've got two horror streams one at the beginning one at the end of October um, and I'm also at some point going to do a kind of marathon